Hey there, my name is Cassie Torresias, and eight years ago, I launched my own online graphic design studio and booked a one-way ticket to travel the world in pursuit of my own freedom-filled life. I now own a multi-million dollar online business, The Bucket List Bombshells, teaching other women how to do the same, alongside my best friend, co-founder, and podcast co-host, Shay Brown. Around here, we believe that your crazy dreams aren't crazy, and that it's time for you to start creating the life and career that you dream about too. Whether you want to travel and work remotely, or simply just want to be your own boss, it's possible to live out your passion and purpose without just scraping by. We know that this path isn't always easy to navigate though, so we're here to help you. From making a career change, starting and growing your own business, balancing life and business, and most importantly, pursuing your own freedom-filled life. Get ready for real, relatable stories and advice on your journey towards something more. We serve it up BFF style, so pour yourself that third cup of coffee and let's dive in. Welcome to the Freedom-Filled Life Podcast. Hey guys, it's Cassie here. I am really excited to share today's episode with you. Today, I'm sitting down with Jordan Lee Dooley, national bestselling author of Embrace Your Almost and Own Your Everyday, and she's also the host of the top-rated podcast, She. Right now, Jordan is on a mission to teach women how to make the most of the middle seasons of our lives and how we can use our setbacks, our disrupted plans, and unmet dreams as an opportunity to pursue what we really want in life. Now, if you're listening and you've been struggling in an in-between season, maybe your life or your business isn't going according to plan and you're finding yourself stuck in this trap of frustration and disappointment, then this episode is for you. Jordan shares so many incredible words of wisdom and nuggets of advice to find more clarity and contentment right here, right now. So let's dive in. Hey, Jordan, welcome to the Freedom Filled Life podcast. We were just talking about how long it's been since we've caught up. And (laughs) I'm so excited that we're getting to catch up on this episode and for all of your nuggets of wisdom today. So thanks (laughs) for being here. Yeah, so excited to be here. So looking forward to it. Well, for anyone who's listening and who isn't familiar with you, can you just tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and kind of what your mission is before we get into kind of all the nitty gritty of today's episode? Yes, of course. So I write books. I'm an author. Um, I'm a podcast host. I host a podcast called She, and um, I do a couple different things. And on top of that, I have an online shop where we sell journals um, that are usually complemented to my books, as well as some other things like um, our famous Your Brokenness is Welcome Here sweatshirts. Um, And then I also have a business education arm where we teach women how to start and build businesses online. And then, um, yeah, just spend a lot of time talking on the internet is the best way I can (laughs) say it, but have a couple different arms to what I do. And I really just kind of the the crux of all of it, you know, there's a couple different lanes, but the mission Mm -hmm. beneath all of it is really helping women achieve their dreams while prioritizing their health and well-being. And sometimes Mm -hmm. that means going slower or, you know, changing our our direction. And um, that really became the heart of what I do kind of as the foundation of what I do because of my own story, just with 
hustle and burnout and achieving the next, you know, just always aiming for the next thing and nothing ever feeling like enough and kind of like honestly hustling myself into the ground and then struggling with burnout and adrenal fatigue and all sorts of health things that I had to start working on healing. And I had to learn Mm -hmm. how to work more sustainably, you know, and how Mm -hmm. to live more intentionally. And so that's kind of the heart beneath everything that I do, even though there's some different lanes to it. Yeah, I love that. And I think that's so real and so relatable, especially for, I mean, everyone listening, and I know myself as business owners, I think that is kind of a lie or a cycle that we fall into and trying to do all the things and be everything to everyone and always chasing the next goal, the next thing. Mm-hmm. Um, can you share a little bit about kind of the start of your business journey? I know that you started in your your business in your early 20s, I think. Yeah. How did that all happen? Was it a plan? Did you fall into entrepreneur life? Um, oh. If you want to kind of share that, that would be awesome. Yeah, well, I grew up in a family of entrepreneurs. So I always kind of say mm-hmm. it's like in my blood. I think it was like when you're exposed <laughs> to it as a young child all the time, it's something you kind mm-hmm. of become familiar with, but I didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life. I was studying healthcare administration or healthcare management and policy in college and um, was kind of one of those, like, I'm just an achiever type. So I was like, I had to be Dean's list and straight A's and like all of that. And I started dating my husband at the time and he was a college athlete. So he was very familiar with having a lot of work on your plate and um, just needing a creative outlet is kind of what he encouraged me to consider. And at the time I had been doing a lot of like doodling and hand lettering and just, that was kind of where like the hand lettering craze was starting to take off. It was like 2015 ish, 2016. Um, and so anyways, I was a junior in college when he mentioned it going into my senior year and I was like, you know, he said something like, you know, you need a creative outlet. You're pretty good at that. Maybe you should start an Etsy store. And I remember thinking like, man, for like a college football player, that's a pretty artsy thing to know about. (laughs) Um, It sounds like it. But I was like, I didn't even really know what an Etsy store was. To be honest, I just heard of Etsy. It was kind of, I don't know how new it was at that time, but it just Mm. wasn't as familiar with it. And so um, looked it up and I was like, oh yeah, that'd be fun. I could like make a few things and, you know, sell it on there. And then like fast forward seven years and it's like full blown like career on the internet. But um, (laughs) it started just as like a little hobby, something I needed a creative outlet for uh, or, you know, in school. And then it started to grow. I started sharing about it on social media and I'm a natural storyteller and I didn't intend for this, but would just tell stories and like offer encouragement in the little captions on my like Facebook post, you know, with a picture of something I just made. And, um, I did a lot of like wedding signage and things like that. And yeah, I just kind of evolved from there. A lot of those captions that I would write, some of them would pick up a lot of traction and get shared because I was speaking to, you know, young women in their early twenties, college students. And I was writing about things like body image and confidence and, and faith and relationships. And, um, it was just fascinating. Like I didn't even really think of myself as a writer, but sometimes posts would just get like 10, 20, 30, 40,000 shares. And all of a sudden I'd have like all these people you know, asking for more or like my shop would sell out and I'd have to like recruit my roommates to come help me like package a bunch of stuff. (laughs) So I was like, okay, I feel like there's something here. I didn't, don't really know what, but I just kind of rolled with it. And then one thing led to another and I started doing wedding photography because I was already creating a lot of like wedding signage and stuff. Um, Did that for a little while. And then um, with just all the writing I was doing, I wrote some like devotionals for college women. And then I got asked to speak to a bunch of like sororities around the country. So just one thing led to another, which then eventually led to writing and podcasting, kind of finding my lane a little bit more, but started with an Etsy store that was run out of the storage closet in my sorority house, my senior year of college. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. And I love that story because Shay and I have a similar story. I think things just start out with like taking one step and pursuing something that is just 
interesting to you. You're like, yep. why not? And there's no pressure. Um, and I think it's so interesting how our journeys unfold and things become so much bigger than us. Um, I know today that we're talking about really specifically like how to find clarity and contentment in the in-between seasons in your life. And I'll be honest, this episode is so timely for me personally mm. right now. And I'm sure it's relatable to just so many of our listeners right now too. Um, and I know that this is the topic of your newest book, Embrace mm. Your Almost. So congrats on that. Oh, what you. really inspired you to write this book and to dive into this topic? Yeah, you know, I, I didn't intend to. That's kind of the funny part of it. It's like this book had a totally, not totally, but a very different message. It was, you know, there's still mm -hmm. some themes that come through of the original idea. But as I was writing it, I just walked through a lot of my own almost um, where mm -hmm. there was just a lot of disruptions in my life and to my mm -hmm. expectations and timelines. Some of those were really painful, things like pregnancy loss. And some of those were just really inconvenient, things like COVID hitting and like blowing up my business plans. But mm -hmm. a lot of that happened in the same year for me. Yeah. And it was right as I was like working on this manuscript. So it kind of just like happened. It kind of just evolved into that. Mm -hmm. And I, I decided to do that because well, and the book got pushed back a year. So I was like, what the heck? Like nothing is going how I thought it would. And I think so many of us have experienced that, especially in the last few years, but definitely in our lives. And, you know, I think the thing about unmet expectations, which is, which is essentially the theme of the book is a lot of times when something doesn't work out how we thought, or we feel like we were just shy of the finish line and then we were thrown off course or something like that. I feel like the cliche advice we're often given is like, well, just get up and try again, you know? Mm -hmm. And in my case, like I walked through multiple losses. I walked through multiple things that really threw me off course back to back to back to back. And it, I wasn't, it wasn't something I really knew how to navigate because up until that yeah. point in my life, like pretty much anytime I'd set a goal or make a plan, I would do mm -hmm. all the right things and it would work out. And I didn't know what to do with it when I was doing all the right things and things were going wrong. Mm -hmm. And that's a really tricky place to be in. And I don't always know that the cliche advice of like, just get up and try again is all that helpful. Mm -hmm. Is it good to get up and try again? Yes. But I also think sometimes the reality is you get up and try again and things still go wrong. And like, what do you do with that? You know, or like you try to mend the, the relationship over and over and the other person just isn't budging or, you know, you try to save your business or you try to get this thing to work. And it just is like not hitting, you know, and you're like, mm -hmm. how, how, how long do I keep doing this? You know, or when do yeah. I take a step back? And so all of that said, I wanted to speak to that, that feeling of like, I'm not where I thought I would be don't really know why. And I don't want the cliche advice. I want like to really know how to navigate this well. Yeah, I love that. Well, I'm sure we all need to dive in fully into the whole book <laughs> to get all the things. But I love that, you know, I do think that's kind of the first thing that people tend to say is like, you know, there's that cliche, like you fail and you fail and you fail and then eventually mm -hmm. succeed. And while I think that there is some truth to that, I do think one of the things I love about you is that you like you dive so deeply into the real feelings that come with that. And like you were sharing earlier about your story, like being that type A person mm -hmm. that has big dreams and big things they want to achieve, it can become very frustrating and mm -hmm. super disappointing. And I think, you know, that can lead to layers of like anxiety and yeah. just so many feelings that really bring you down. What advice do you, can you share for those of us that maybe that piece of advice, the cliche piece of advice, just get up and try yeah. again, isn't really working. Yeah. Um, how can we, how can we move forward? Yeah. You know, I think it's interesting because those experiences that are so disappointing or feel like a major setback, 
they really can be like a setup to help us see the next right thing. Like I really believe mm. adversity can create clarity, mm. but we don't want to have to go through the adversity. We just want like the clarity or like the next step, like dropped in our plate. Yes. But sometimes it is through the, like the mess that we get mm. that clarity, which is kind of ironic. Um, but as frustrating as all that can be, and as much as it can feel like an obstacle, I also really like to encourage people to think of it as a as an opportunity that you otherwise wouldn't have. And it's hard to say that because it doesn't feel like an opportunity, but I mm. think it really can be an opportunity to pause because we just move so fast and we're always yeah. achieving the next thing or working toward the next thing or have another goal. And as soon as we achieve one, we're on to the next thing because that's how the world works. It's we're moving so fast. And mm. sometimes when life has a major disruption or we experience a setback or we find ourselves kind of feeling stuck. It's, it can be an opportunity to pause mm. and to reevaluate, wait a second, where am I going and why am I going there? And is this goal or dream or milestone that I'm hoping for or praying for or working toward, is it truly aligned with what I value? Or is it just something I think I should do because mm. other people around me do it because the industry tells me it would be good because I don't know. I want to outdo what I did last year for <laughs> what, right? Like it's just, and so at least in my case, like even through something as like devastating as loss, which is a totally different experience, but that gave me so much clarity on even professional things because it gave me perspective. It mm. made me rethink like, wait a second, I'm like hustling myself into the ground here and I don't blame myself by any means, but it just helped me kind of step back and be like, what actually matters here? And why am I yeah. working toward X, Y, or Z? And which of these dreams or things that I think I want to do are actually aligned for me and which ones are not. And so mm -hmm. I didn't do that immediately, obviously, like I went through all the hard stuff, but yeah. eventually, like, I think it does present this opportunity for us to really get clear on what's right for me and what's not, because we live in a world that is constantly telling us like you can have it all. And mm -hmm. while there's some truth to that, like you can really build a life that the, and the lifestyle that you want, it's not always going to come easy and not everything's going to be like kumbaya and like, you know, having it all, all at the same time usually doesn't last very long. I'd call that a good season, like realistically, because yeah. just when you think like, I look back at the end of 2019 and I thought I had the world at my feet. I had just written a best-selling book. I owned my own home. My husband came home from his job. I was on success 30 under 30, had a seven figure company and just got pregnant. I was like, life is going according to plan. Like mm -hmm. I have it all. And very quickly things changed. And so I just share that because it's like, I think in a world that's constantly saying like, you can have it all, you can have it all. When something mm -hmm. goes wrong or something is kind of stubbornly refusing to work out, it's like, we feel like we're doing something wrong. When in reality, yeah. it's like, you don't have to like constantly have it all or chase it all, chase the right things for you and chase and pursue them well. Um, mm -hmm. and, and unfortunately it's sometimes in those almost not quite moments, those unmet expectations, those disappointments, those hard, painful setbacks that we actually like, it's for the first time we take the chance to really consider. So I don't know, that's my advice is like, if you find yourself in a season or a time where you're like just frustrated with life or things aren't working out, yeah. really like audit your dreams, audit the things you're working toward. And you may find the one that like you really value most is the one that's not working out. Okay, great. Like what else do you need to change or adjust in your life to better support that? Or you may find like, oh my gosh, I've been killing myself trying to, you know, be number one in my industry. And I don't even really know why, like, I just think it's important, you know? So really just yeah. be willing to ask those questions. You might get a lot of clarity on where to put your energy and maybe where to go from here. And also it's okay to rethink dreams. Like, I think mm. that's the other thing is like, we're so afraid to let, let anything go because mm -hmm. we're so afraid to quit something. But I think winners quit the wrong things all the time. For me, like I let go of certain things in my business and I made room to pour into my health more and pour into my marriage. We let go of our dream home or what we thought was going to be our dream home to simplify our life. Like 
it's okay to rethink dreams or to put yeah. something on pause to really pour into your priority in this season. And don't, don't be afraid to really get clear on what that is when things don't go how you thought they would. Mm, I love that advice. I mean, I think that it looks so differently for everyone, but we can at least say like the two years or however long of COVID mm -hmm. has really made people pause, made people stay at home, made people reevaluate. And we've seen so much reevaluation re of mm -hmm. careers, of you know, location of home, of passion, of so many different things. And I love that you said like, it's okay. It's okay to have been going in one direction and decide mm -hmm. like, hey, actually, I think this lane is the lane for me. Um, I love the idea too of slowing down and getting clarity because I think that this tension of like an in-between season can cause us, at least me anyways, to be really distracted and yeah. scattered and like mm -hmm. just try to stay busy mm -hmm. and busy for the sake of like trying to get myself out of this yeah. season, right? Like yeah. let's get out of this season and get into the, back into the good season. Mm -hmm. um, what advice do you have for someone who is struggling to slow down and gain clarity? And they're kind of like, in this like, let me hustle to get myself mm -hmm. distracted or try to put all of the pieces together and things aren't really making sense. Mm -hmm. um, and really trying to like get into that next, that next season. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I am the personality type to like when something isn't working out in my life, I like busy myself. Like that's my natural default mode yes. because it's like, I don't wanna think about that. I don't, I just, I wanna power through. I want this season to go as fast as possible. I want this valley to be over. I want this, you know, yes. I wanna just get out of this. I want to like Me too. get to where Me I too. wanna be. I wanna cross the finish line, right? So a lot of times, or even just when something's really painful, cause sometimes it is like, maybe you were really hurt by a business partner or you went through a loss mm -hmm. or something that really kind of hurt you, you know? and it's hard to like kind of trudge through those feelings. And I remember um, in my case, like, especially sometimes when a dream goes sideways, like you thought you were going to have a business to take care of or a baby to take care of or something else in your life. And all of a sudden there's like this empty space, right? Where you're like, that was supposed to be this job or this thing. And it's yeah. not. So I just want to get busy. And I remember I reached out to a friend of mine and I told her about that. I said, like, I feel really tempted to just like busy myself because I'm feeling like there's this awkward hole that shouldn't be there. Mm -hmm. And she said, you know, and she had walked through some similar things. And so her advice to me that I pass on in the book is you don't have to fill every moment though. Like you can steward mm -hmm. this season. Well, I really believe this is your boot camp to learning to be more still and present, which is something you will need eventually when you get to the next season. Yeah. And I think that that's such a powerful thing to remember. And so I was like a boot camp season. And it just hit me. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to enlist myself in my own boot camp. And so what that looked like for me is I just started thinking about how can I do some really intentional things? Because you don't want to just sit there and twiddle your thumbs either. Like I think <laughs> we think slowing down means just like, sitting around a lot when in reality mm. it just means choosing the things we do we do say yes to really intentionally not just like mm. being overly busy and also leaving room for rest right so what that looked like for me was um finding a hobby it mm. looked like just a hobby that bore fruit so for me that became gardening like i wanted mm. to learn that because i was terrible at keeping house plants alive and i was like i'm not <laughs> selling gardening i don't make any kind of like money from gardening i just yes. need to find something that i enjoy and can actually be something i because I, I i'm the kind of personality too where it's like if i have a hobby like walking or something like i like to go for walks but there's no like outcome with that right mm. like so like diy projects or gardening or like 
crocheting or something that like you get to like gift people or that you get to mm. eat or that you get to enjoy after you complete it helps it feel more productive, but still allows you to kind of like work with your hands or shut your mind off. And so having some kind of hobby. And I've heard the advice that if you work with your hands, like with your career, like if you're a creative and you like whittle something or you work with your hands all day, then like your hobby could be, it, it should be like with your mind. So something like reading or something like piano, like something that kind of allows you to like think more versus if you work with your mind all day, like if you work in a corporate setting or something like that, then, um, working with your hands is a great way, like for hobbies is, is mm. a great like compliment. So finding a hobby. Um, so I started gardening, learning something new. I just started to get really curious. I started reading books on topics that I'd always thought were interesting, but that I always said I didn't have time for cause I was too busy achieving. So I just started reading books on women's health and hormones on, I asked my mm. dad to teach me to play poker, not because I ever really needed to learn just cause I thought it'd be interesting. So like learning something new, um, mm doing something you've always wanted to do. I always wanted to ride in a hot air balloon. So a few months ago, my husband and I did that. Like doing things, serving is another thing. Like serving mm -hmm. is a way to slow down in some ways. I mean, I'm not saying overcommit yourself to every volunteer activity, but like find one life-giving way to serve and like to, mm -hmm. to, to be present where you're serving, like whether that's hosting a friend's bridal shower, or maybe that's, you know, um, like for us, we started volunteering with a program called Safe Families, but whatever that looks like, maybe it's working in a soup kitchen once a month, intentional things so that you're not just like working more. So you're not just yeah. like taking on a million commitments. Investing in your health is another way to like mm -hmm. in a boot camp season when you're like, I'm not where I thought I'd be, or mm -hmm. I don't even know how to slow down. Like find a way to invest in your health. Can you do something that helps you like kind of center yourself? Maybe that's going to counseling. Maybe that's enrolling in a Pilates class, but these mm -hmm. things, I guess my point is there are ways to grow and develop yourself to pour mm -hmm. into what really matters. Um, but to actively slow down because when we think slowing down and thinking doing nothing, like we won't do it. But if it's like, okay, if I can find a, a book I really like to read on a topic that I'm interested in, that will help me get off my phone and stop scrolling and stop answering emails. Right. Or if mm -hmm. I can find a hobby that forces me to go out and like water my garden every morning, or, you know, mm -hmm. instead of on the weekends, just having a million activities, spending time in my home, like you know, doing this DIY project, a few of those types of things integrated into your life will help you slow down and just be more present where you are without doing nothing. Um, mm. And also it will make you a more interesting person. It'll grow you, it'll develop you, and it will kind of indirectly prepare you for whatever's next. This episode is brought to you by the Bucketless Bombshells Academy. Eight years ago, I left my uninspiring nine to five job and booked a one-way ticket to Mexico in pursuit of my own freedom-filled life. That led me to starting my own online graphic design studio where I had the freedom to work from anywhere, design my own schedule, and do work that I loved. All of a sudden, work became a source of excitement. And most importantly, I felt inspired to open up my laptop each day. The Bucketless Bombshells Academy is our comprehensive curriculum of online courses where we'll teach you the step-by-step -step of learning in-demand online skills and building your very own online business. Plus, you'll have support from us and our expert community igniters to guide you and answer your questions every step of the way. You don't have to have a business idea or even any idea of what you want to do next in your career. If you know you're ready to make a change and pursue your own freedom-filled life, we're here to help you take that next step. Join us in the Bucketlist Bombshells Academy or learn more by visiting bucketlistbombshells.com academy. 
I love that because I do think that this idea of slowing down, like I think like, oh, binge watch Netflix. Yeah, it feels you know? very intimidating because yeah, it's like, and it seems pointless. Yeah, it does. And it gets, you know, maybe for like a day or two, let's be mm -hmm. real. But then it doesn't feel like you're saying, it doesn't feel life-giving. And so I love these suggestions that you gave. There's just, there's so many different things that we probably don't take the time to do. Like you said, when we're just so busy achieving. And I love that you shared too, like, the gardening, something with your mind versus something with your hands. Mm -hmm. um, because I do find myself gravitating towards hobbies that are more like hand, you know, yeah. something like pottery or something that I can actually yeah. like do with my hands because I spend so much time in my business thinking. And so I think mm -hmm. that's a really great piece of advice. Um, have you kind of seen, you know, as you're as you were doing this personal boot camp? Love mm -hmm. this word, by the way. <laughs> as so you were doing because you're like, okay, I'm enlisting and like I'm preparing, you know? <laughs> yes. And I think commitment and consistency. Um, mm -hmm. That is something that my boyfriend is amazing at and he's always sharing with me is like, you got to stick with it. Like, I love the idea of things. I love the start of things, you know, mm -hmm. like the idea of doing a boot camp and like the first couple of days. And then it's really easy for me to kind of just like fall out of a routine. And so I think yeah. that's what boot camps are, right? Like you're committed, you're mm -hmm. staying consistent. Um, did you find in your personal boot camp season mm -hmm. that as you started pursuing these things and you know, spending time, not really in achieving mode, but just being more present, being more still pursuing these other hobbies that your next chapter or your next season or your next goal, like whatever the next thing was for you, did you find that that naturally ended up coming about or kind of, can you share what that journey looked like? Yeah. I, well, first I'll say, I completely agree with you because I'm really good at like starting stuff or like, getting a new idea and be like, that sounds great. And then, like a weekend I'm like, I'm bored. Um, and so first thing I'll say is something that can be a really helpful way to stick with something. So like, you know, if you, um, and this is just for anybody, but like if you are starting out on, let's say training for a half marathon, it's really exciting at the beginning, but then you kind of get into the middle or even let's just say running the race. Like the first two miles are really exciting. And then you yes. get to mile like seven or eight and you're like, oh my gosh, the finish line seems so far away and the starting line seems far away. And it's just yeah. easy to kind of like lose the focus and the consistency there. Yeah. And so one thing that I find really helpful is like, like the, the reason they put like mile markers and stuff for you is to like help you keep going. Cause you see you're actually making progress. Mm. Right. And that's also true in like anything, like a weight loss journey. You know what people keeps people going? Check-ins, things that like are like checkpoints along the way, right? Mm. Um, and so I, I mean, I've struggled with this too. And so one thing that I created was like just a tracker for anything that I'm like, even if it's not like a goal, just something I'm trying to stick with, mm. just what I basically have, like, if you think about it, like, you know, when you can like check something off, like yes. every day it's, mm. or like Peloton, you know how they're like, you Ugh, have a one week streak I love going, them. <laughs> you don't want to break your streak, right? Yeah. So it really helps to have some sort of system to where it's like, okay, if I can like check off that I like did something in that lane or like made one person, like took one step toward, yeah. you know, sticking with it, or you don't want to break your streak is the goal. So if you can mm -hmm. somehow be tracking what you're doing and see the progress you're making, and you also mm -hmm. commit to a limited, like to a specific amount of time. So if you're like, I'm going to do this for 90 days mm -hmm. and then you, you literally can like check something off every single day that will like motivate you to keep going. Cause you don't want to break your streak. Right. Or like Apple watches, you, <laughs> you want to close your rings. So sometimes you have to like gamify it a little bit. So what I did is I actually like literally created a journal. I actually have it sitting right here. It's, it looks like this. And on the inside, there's three questions to answer before bed every single night. And it's mm -hmm. literally, it says today's win, today's lesson and a goal for tomorrow. Mm -hmm. 
So if you're like, okay, I'm in a boot camp season and I want to consistently, you know, stick with my hobbies or whatever, the win for the day should be like, I spent five minutes in my garden, you know, or I, and then you do that every day for 90 days. And then the goal for tomorrow should be spend five minutes in your garden or spend five minutes crocheting or spend, you know, spend five minutes doing pottery, whatever that may be. Because what that does is you want to be able like you set up a, a micro goal for the next day and you want to be able to say like achieved, right? It's something in our brain when we gamify it that way. And there's like a progress bar that loads. So anyway, something simple like that can kind of help keep us on track when the initial excitement of it kind of fades. So I just wanted to like throw that out there because whether or not you use the journal specifically, have something, even if it's just a calendar on your wall where you can like fill in each day and you, you know, have to fill them in. Anything that will help you see your progress day by day will help mm-hmm. you stick with something. Mm-hmm. So I threw that out there. I, I know that wasn't your question. Um, I forgot your question now. No, but- <laughs> no, no, no. That's so helpful. I, when you said that, I was like, oh, I want to share that because that was something I struggled with a lot. And just a little system like that can be helpful. I love that. It's so helpful. I think there's so many apps too. I mean, if you're someone who likes to like mm-hmm. see something, yeah. like you're saying, you can get a chalkboard or, yep. you know, whatever, something physical to put on your wall. Um, there's a great app that you're reminding me to use, which is called productivity. It's super Mm. simple, but it's the same concept. You can put in things that you want to do each day and it has a really nice way of tracking them and Mm. checking them off and it will send you reminders. So I think something like that is great too. Um, when you were going through this boot camp season and really Mm -hmm. like, you know, let's say it was 90 days that you were like, okay, I'm going to be doing these things. Mm -hmm. Um, especially because you had all this extra time and space, um, from these unmet goals or, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of the space that you said that quote unquote should have been filled with something else. Mm -hmm. Did you find that the next chapter for you or kind Mm -hmm. of like the next, um, the next dream or the next goal naturally came about as you were pursuing these other things? Or Mm -hmm. do you feel like it was more, okay, you got to the end of your, you know, 90 day personal boot camp, and you're like, okay, I'm recharged and ready for like, figuring out what's next. Yeah. You know, that's a good question. I think it was a little bit of both. Mm. I think I had, um, as I was kind of slowing down a little bit and just kind of trying not to force anything. Um, I do feel like I got a lot of clarity on what it looks like going forward. I got a lot of clarity on how I wanted to kind of shift some things in my business. I got some clarity on even just decisions we made about where we were living, um, and things like that. And so I started to think a lot, a lot about that. And then actually was by the time that I was kind of through the initial few months of doing some of those things, I mean, it was really, for me, it went on more than 90 days. It was like, I kind of just like integrated this over the course of a year. Um, and I wasn't doing all of it at the same time. So just a heads up, I was like, I was like serving and had a hobby or like I was had a hobby and like trying something new. I wasn't yeah. like doing all of it. Um, but I was kind of integrating these things just into my life as I could. And as I would do that, it would either give me more clarity or um, it would like as along the way. But then what was interesting is as I would implement some of that stuff, it was like the next door would open. Mm -hmm. And so it was a little bit of both where I got some of that clarity as I was just making those shifts and trying to slow down and kind of just live more sustainably and work more sustainably. Um, but then also like I I kind of, it's kind of interesting because I never really felt like I got to a point where I was like, and it's over, we're done now. You know, like everything's (laughs) great. It was just like, it kind of became a lifestyle. Like it Mm -hmm. kind of became like, Oh, I don't want to, like I I literally planted my garden yesterday. So like, I'm still doing some of those things, but as the clarity came, I would just say, okay, in a month, we're going to implement this or, you know, whenever it felt appropriate. So, um, 
hopefully that answers your question, but I think it yeah. kind of like organically comes because as much mm-hmm. as you can think of it as a boot camp season, the reality is you don't know how long that boot camp season's going to go. Yeah. So it's helpful to like commit. So what I did is I like committed to doing it for like the summer at first, but then it just kind of like kept going because I loved it so much because I was like, wait, yeah. I still like to garden or I still have really loved serving. So I don't want to just be like, and day 90, we're done back to like grinding. You know, it's more like, it actually is about creating a lifestyle that's more sustainable. And usually when you do that, you have more room to dream. You have more room to imagine. Mm. You have capacity to be re-inspired and clarity comes. And, you know, we can't get clarity if we're just moving a thousand miles a minute. So it comes and it continues to come as you just like slowly integrate that into a lifestyle. But sometimes it's helpful to just say like, I'm going to do this for the summer. And then you'll find like, it'll probably just start to become a part of your life. Yeah. I love that. Two things came up for me when you were sharing that. I heard something recently that said resting isn't passive. And I think mm-hmm. for some someone like me, who's such a doer, the idea of resting, or even when you're talking about it, it's like an active form of rest, just seems like, yeah. like what is the purpose? You know, yeah. when you've spent so much time, um, whether it's like, you know, physical time or mental energy, for example, like on a business or growing a, mm-hmm. you know, doing a business plan or growing a dream or working in your business, um, it can feel really strange to, like you were sharing, gardening, you know, mm-hmm. to do something that doesn't really have any sort of like other reward other than just mm-hmm. you enjoying and you being and you being still. And I think that's, mm-hmm. um, something that I've been learning in my own season, I think a really great reminder too for people that like rest, it might, for someone who's such a doer, might Mm -hmm. seem purposeless, but it actually Mm -hmm. like isn't passive. Like there's so much, like you were sharing, that's going on in that season. It gives you more room to dream and to create that you might not see at first. Um, And that was your second point is that kind of your, the, the doors just naturally opened in mm-hmm. the next steps in the next season. Yeah. And I think that's really beautiful because it is trusting that process. It's like that in between season of waiting, like you mentioned, like you don't know, is that going to be 90 days? Is that going to be, you know, six months, a year yeah. and trusting, even though it might not seem like that's going to come to an end that like there will mm-hmm. be an end. Um, yeah. So I love that you shared that. I, you had mentioned something earlier that I wanted to ask you about, how do you know when it's time to let a dream go? Mm-hmm. Um, that that was something that you had shared. And, and like, what do we do with this extra space that we're leaving behind? I know you talked about like the hobbies, but like, how do we know when it, when it's time to let a dream go? Like, is that, you know, us deciding that we're giving up or is it really ready for like another season? Um, can you share a little bit about kind of what you've done in, in that experience? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So, you know, I think the hard thing with maybe thinking, is it time to maybe let this go or set it down or put it on pause? Because maybe you feel like just you've tried so many things and you just keep running into brick wall after brick wall. And it's tricky to know, like, am I giving up too soon? Or am I actually like taking the hint that like, hey, (laughs) this isn't working out, right? A couple of things that can be really helpful. But the primary thing is seeking counsel but putting a little bit of a limit on yourself when you do this, because, um, I don't know about you, but I'm somebody who I'm like, I'm going to talk to everyone in my life about this decision and get everyone's feedback. And then (laughs) what I end up really doing is like kind of stalling on the decision, if that makes sense. Mm. And 
I think a lot of times the, the decision is not always like the right decision isn't always what feels easy. And I think a lot mm -hmm. of times we think like, if it seems like difficult, it must not be the right decision. Cause it should just be easy. But a lot of times that's not always the case. And so I found that seeking counsel from like, if you name like five people in your life or three people in your life that you, that trust that you trust, that know you, that know, let's say whatever the dream is that you're pursuing or hoping for. I mean, they always say like, sometimes when you let things go is when things actually work out. Right. Yeah. Um, so I think it's not always the worst thing to let things go, but getting some of that feedback from people in your life that are close enough to what you're doing, that they can understand what you're experiencing or what you're trying to decide on, but they're also not so emotionally invested as you. Mm -hmm. And they're able to offer probably a little bit more of an, of an objective viewpoint. So you may be surprised to hear that like three of your family members or close friends or your counselors, like yeah, I actually think this has been causing you a lot of stress and anxiety and it's really harming your mental health and it's impacting your relationships negatively. I think it's time to maybe take a step back. Like it doesn't mean it's a no forever. It just might be like a hold on for a bit or like, let it go for now. Or they might be like, no, actually, I think this is really right for you, you know, yeah. but I think getting some of that feedback and then saying it really helps to have, a, have an odd number of people that you consult if you can, because you may find that three of the five are affirming that maybe it's time to take a step back or let this thing go. And that's what you can lean into because if the majority of people are saying that or see, you know, um, kind of affirming maybe what you've had an inkling you need to do, yeah. you can take that as affirmation. Right. Um, so I really think helping, it's really helpful to seek counsel from people who have your best interest in mind, mm -hmm. who are in your inner circle. I wouldn't put like a poll on Instagram, um, <laughs> but just getting some of that feedback can be really helpful. Just helping yeah. you to help you separate your emotions from your thoughts, from logic, from all of the things. So that's thing one thing too, is if there's something in your life that you've that you want to give your best effort to that you never want that you want to look back and not feel like, gosh, like I, I let that go too early mm -hmm. or something like that. Um, but also you don't want to just spend years and years and years, like pursuing something that just keeps running into a brick wall to where it's like, yeah. cause what can be hard is the opportunity cost, right? Where you're right. like, Oh my gosh, I've put so much energy and effort into like this one thing. And I've missed out on all these other opportunities now. And like, for example, in my husband's career, he was in and out of the NFL for a little while. And it's so hard, especially as a free agent to know, when do I let go of this dream? Like, when do I say, okay, I'm done because there'll always be another workout, but that doesn't mean you'll get signed. Doesn't mean you'll ever have like a full career and you can miss out on like building an actual career in your twenties. And there's guys wow. that'll try to do this till they're 32. Yeah. And then they're 32, finally realizing it's not going to happen going, well, now where do I start with a career? Right. So like, yeah. there's also this, like, it can be really tricky because it's kind of that like pros and cons that you've got away. Yeah. And so in my husband's case, one thing that he did is he had a couple doors, like he had some great opportunities, but then doors seemed to be shutting and he had some health issues and it just started to affect his opportunities. And so what he said is he set a date. He said, if I'm not on a team by May 1st, you know, of that year, I'm done. If someone calls on May 2nd, I'm done. Like it's not happening. And kind of drawing a line in the sand can be mm -hmm. really just like good for your mental health as yeah. much as it seems like, you know, maybe that line is in two years. Maybe if you're like, I've, if I don't, if I'm not here in two years, then I'm releasing it. I'm letting it go. There's something about that that gives you a sense of like, because some, it can feel so out of control. And it, a lot of times outcomes are out of our control, even if we give our best efforts, but it just gives like a sense of sanity to it mm -hmm. because otherwise you can just endlessly do this thing and miss out on maybe the next right thing. Right. So yeah. that's another helpful tool is if you feel like maybe it's something you need to let go and you seek some counsel and you get that affirmed, maybe draw a line in the sand for yourself. Like mm -hmm. I'm going to give my best effort toward this till this date. And if I'm not where I need to be, then that's when I'm going to let it go or take a step back or whatever. Um, that's really helpful. And then I would say the last thing is 
to put a little bit of a limit on the amount of people and the amount of conversations you have when you're seeking counsel, like how many people you talk to about this, just so that you don't like, I guess, avoid a decision that you kind of already know needs to be made. Um, so those are just a few things that you can do to kind of evaluate, like, is it time to let go of a dream? Like if you actually decide when it'll be time and then that time comes and you're still not there, like it's going to be pretty black and white for you, you know, or if you've got some really helpful feedback and and affirmation from people, um, that's also going to be pretty clear for you. So those are just a few steps that can be helpful when you're trying to decide, am I letting this go too quickly? Am I letting this go prematurely? Um, And then also, I think the last thing I would say is consider if there's other routes to get to the same, like what, consider like, what do you really want out of this? Mm. You know? And like, is there other ways to get there? So for example, going back to my husband's example with, with the NFL, we were like really kind of pursuing that together. It was while we were engaged, early marriage. And I remember we were just like, you know, we were so focused on the NFL, like being the dream that we missed. Like now looking back, I'm like, that wasn't really what we wanted. What we wanted was the lifestyle that, and like the impact that the NFL could offer, like the flexibility, the, like the platform to make, to have an impact on people, like the financial Mm -hmm. ability to make an impact, to do the things we really want to do. And we realized like, oh, there's other ways to do that, like entrepreneurship, right? Mm, So I guess the other thing is like, is there another route you could take? Have you tried, Mm. you exhausted all options and get really clear on what is it that I really want? And is it this specific thing? And if it is like, okay, but but why? And what's really beneath that? Because sometimes there's other ways to kind of the same lifestyle or outcome that you're hoping for. Did he love football? Yes. But like, was that the only way to get to what he really cared about and what, and what football as a vehicle could help him do? Mm. No, you know, and that's kind of what we came to realize. So I think just even considering that can be really helpful too. That's so helpful because I think it goes back to what you were saying about like redefining success and it does, Mm -hmm. it does give you some control, or at least you feel like you have control in so much uncertainty. Like when you're going back to you know, instead of just like going, going, and like you were saying, brick wall after brick wall after mm-hmm. brick wall, like what is the purpose here? Like, what mm-hmm. am I trying to achieve? What part of this am I, you know, like, am I loving or am I wanting or am I really passionate about? Is this the vehicle? Can you do it in a different way? And I think that still mm-hmm. allows you to like follow or pursue a dream, but let go of the way necessarily that you're getting there, which we all know, like we don't know exactly what's gonna happen. Um, So I think that's really helpful too. Um, One of the things that I was sharing earlier that I really love about you, and you're just such an incredible storyteller, is your ability to really like dig into your experiences and find somehow your version of a silver lining. Mm. What have been some kind of like unexpected silver linings that you've experienced in your life or kind of in this season that you've been sharing with me from things not going according to plan. Because I think that for a lot of people listening, when you're in this, you know, in this low season, it's really hard to see anything good out of it. It's really hard to see things as opportunities or space to find clarity or, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe even the idea of picking up a hobby is like, that's not what I, you know, you're so focused, hyper-focused. Yeah. On like this Mm -hmm. goal that's not working. Mm -hmm. How, 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 how do you go about finding these silver linings and, um, and kind of what have been some of those for you? Yeah. Well, there's a whole chapter in the book called, um, unexpected gains that can be like that come from unwanted pain Mm -hmm. and pain can mean any degree of that, right? It might just mean not getting the promotion you wanted, or it might mean like something really devastating. All of that said, um, 
a couple of things that I found and it's funny because I'm like these weren't gains I wanted like I would have <laughs> yeah. much rather had my life just like work out how how I wanted it to but a few things that I learned is one, I became a lot more discerning. Like discernment is truly an unexpected gain that can come out of these really hard things. And, and what I mean by that is I became a lot more thoughtful, a lot, a lot more thoughtful about the things that I said yes to, the things that I said no to, what was right for me, what isn't right for me. Um, and so like, this is going to make you wiser. It's going to make you pickier. It's going to make you more thoughtful about things. It's going to make you more intentional about the things that you do say yes to and no to. I always say, and this is what I actually should have started with. I always say that your greatest disappointment can be one of two things. It can be a dead end or a defining moment. Mm. And I just think when you're in the like suck of it and you're like, oh, but this is like so hard. I don't care about like, you know, clarity or any of these other things. I think just even leading into like, am I going to let this be a dead end or am I going to let it be a defining moment? Mm. And is it going to be one of those things that in three years or five years or 10 years, I look back on and think that changed me, that shaped yeah. me, that like got me on the path that I didn't ever know I needed to be on, you know, or whatever it may be. Because a lot of times those are the things that turn us, you know, they're, they're the hard right angles in our life in many yeah. ways. Um, and so all of that said, I think just consider like, well, do I want this to be a dead end or a defining moment? Cause I know it feels like a dead end. I know it's, it's just so discouraging mm -hmm. and it truly feels like the end. Um, but usually dead ends have like, you might run into a wall, but you can turn and it can be a defining moment to lead you to the next right thing. So, mm -hmm. and, and to grow you and to shape you. And so I think just when you're discouraged, just remember like this isn't a dead end, dead end. It's a defining moment and defining moments hurt sometimes yeah. and they're hard. Um, but as you look back in a year or two years or three years, you may find that that experience that you're walking through right now made you more thoughtful, made you more discerning. It might, you might find that it made you more patient, mm. that it made you more empathetic. Um, and these are character things where a lot of times we're like, I just want the thing I want, you know, but <laughs> yeah. a lot of times we need to be prepared and, de and mm. developed and grown. Like we don't even realize sometimes that there's things in our character that are not yet prepared for the blessing or the thing or the level or whatever yeah. it may be that we think we're ready for, or that we want. Mm. And I know I've really learned that. Like there's so much yeah. in my lifestyle and in my decision-making and even just like stuff I've come to understand about health. And like, I could go into so many things, but it's like, man, I'm so glad I know that now. And that I've had the space to yeah. learn it because that's only going to benefit my future family, or that's only going to benefit my, my marriage or, you know, and so all of that said, like, I think there's always unexpected gains that come out of unwanted pain, even if we didn't ask for them. Yeah. And if you allow yourself to remember, like this feels like a dead end, but it can be a defining moment. And at some point I will look back, you will start to find that these types of experiences make you more discerning, more thoughtful, more yeah. uh, patient, more empathetic, uh, more intentional, you know? And, and so those are gains, but they're character gains. They're not like you won the lottery, <laughs> but in many ways, I think that is like winning the lottery. Cause that's going to make you such so much more prepared and such a better fit for the promotion you want, the role you hope to have, the level of, of income you think you're ready for, whatever the next like up level or promotion is in your life, whether it's personal or professional, mm. these character, like the things that we experience that sharpen our character and shape our view, our viewpoint and our perspective are gifts in and of themselves, even when the bad thing that led to those gifts isn't good. Mm. Wow. That was so powerful. I love that. <laughs> I love the idea of a defining moment too, because I think in that case or like with that perspective, it re-gives you the power and like mm -hmm. the motivation to keep showing up. Mm -hmm. And I think like when you're, if something is a dead end to you, you're like, what's the point? Yeah. You know, what's the point to keep trying? What's the point to keep going? What is this? You know, you can dig yourself a very, very deep rabbit hole mm -hmm. there. And I think the idea of a defining moment 
it really requires you to show up and decide like how do i want to be crafted in this moment like what do i want to you know i love that you talked about character traits like how do i what what type of person do i want to be when i'm mm -hmm. you know facing what looks like a dead end i think that's mm -hmm. so beautiful thank you for sharing that yeah. um it's a can hard you... question to consider but it's important <laughs> yeah i love that and it does like you we were sharing i think this whole episode it like requires you you only get to that point when you've slowed down you know, like you wouldn't get there if we were still achieving and hustling and everything is working out like there is no need. There is mm -hmm. no need to really look at those hard questions because you're just right. like, I'm doing what should be done. Everything yeah. is working out like what's the next thing. And so mm -hmm. thank you so much for sharing. I know that this has been so helpful for me. I'm ready to like grab my notebook and take notes. I'm going to re-listen to this. Um, I love this idea of a personal boot camp, and I'm sure lots of lots of our listeners are going to be kind of taking that on themselves too. So it's really cool. Can you share um, where we can go to find the book and um, a little bit more where we can kind of come and follow you? I know you shared in the beginning uh, all the things that you have um, for our listeners who want to get in touch and yeah. read the book. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you can find my book, Embrace Your Almost, really anywhere books are sold. It's at Target, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Books, all, literally everywhere. Um, <laughs> and then you can follow me on Instagram at Jordan Lee Dooley. And I have the other resources and stuff that I, all the things that I share about in the education and the journals and everything linked there. Um, and then my website is jordanleedooley.com, which is, I mean, honestly, all my personal stuff kind of serves as a hub for all the different <laughs> arms of what I do. So that's the best place to find everything. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. This was awesome. Yes. Thank you a million times for having me. It was so fun to chat. The Freedom Filled Life podcast is brought to you by The Bucket List Bombshells. It's hosted by me, Cassie Torresias, and my co-host, Shay Brown. If you loved today's episode, we'd be so grateful if you left us a review. Reviews help us spread the word about the Freedom Filled Life podcast, and they're a key part of sharing this show with other women who believe they're made for more. Until next week, keep on pursuing your own freedom-filled life.